Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today I'd like to finish our talk about family banking, though you will probably see this discussion woven throughout many radio programs in the future, because I always want to make sure that you are equipped and learning so that you can say, hey, instead of giving my money to everybody else, why don't we keep the money in the family? Why don't we be the ones that when our kids or our grand kids need to borrow money, they can come to us and we can say, sure. And yes, we'll teach them all about interest. We'll teach them the things they need to know, but we can keep the money in the family. And so we've spent quite a bit of time over the past few months, literally talking about this, talking about the fact that hey, we need to start with understanding key financial concepts. And hopefully you remember them. We went through quite a few of them. And if not, of course, you can always go to earlier episodes on our YouTube channel. But then after we talked about learning these key financial concepts, then we talked about the fact that, all right, so we have to design a plan that's right for you. So One of the things I would encourage you there is many times we'll talk with our friends. What are you doing? And they say they're doing something and we think, well, then I should be doing it as well. And that's not necessarily true. What's going on in their life is different than yours. Think of Instagram. On Instagram, most people aren't showing snapshots of things where they're messing up or aren't going well. It's always the best highlights of their life. Well, many times when we talk with individuals and they share what they're doing financially, if you get them to share, they're going to talk about the good things that are happening, not necessarily how they're struggling. So when you design a plan, it's important that you design it according to what your income is and according to your goals because everyone's different. You know, we've been taking time with our clients, sitting down to get to really know them. Now, we have a good handle on on where they want to go, but I love hearing the backstory. How many kids do they have? What do the kids want to do? Why do the parents want to head in the directions they are? Because all of that information helps us put together a plan customized to them. Because financial plans are not just numbers. Financial plans have to include what your goals, your dreams, your aspirations are, and knowing you as an individual. That's a very long way of saying not only do you need to know key financial concepts, but you need to be working with a financial advisor that understands not just the numbers, but the softer side of numbers. They understand you and what drives you and what's important to you. I know there's one client right now that we're working with where they're actually writing a letter to their children and they're putting it with their life insurance policy to say, hey, if you're reading this, well then, yep, (laughs) I'm in heaven. Well, they probably didn't giggle at that part, but yes, they're in heaven. And they're letting them know what their wishes were. You know, what? this is what I hope you will do with this money, or this is what I hope you understand, or this is how hard it took to create this, and here's where I'm hoping it will go. You know, that could be something that you also consider when you're putting together your financial plan, not just the numbers, but what your hopes are for the money that God has given you, how it will cause impact. 
Now, the third area, once you understand financial concepts, once you say, hey, I want to keep the money in the family, I want to be our own family bank, and I want to design it in a way that's beneficial to us, then here's the deal. You have to fund it, right? Everyone's like, I'd like to have a bank, and can I take a withdrawal tomorrow? I wish it worked that way, but we've got to fund it. And so that's what I want to spend some time talking about today. How do we fund a family bank? Now, to me, there's five key areas that you would look at. And before I go into those five areas, understand it's not about, oh, well, I set up this bank. Now I've got to go out and figure out another way to make money. I'm just barely getting by as it is. Or maybe, you know, I've got to go do something else. What I like to do first is I like to find the money that maybe you have right now that you're spending and losing unknowingly and unnecessarily. So instead of going and working harder, how about we just do it smarter? And so the five areas where I found that I really can find money that people are losing unknowingly and unnecessarily is the first one is in their mortgage. Because of the way that they're like, Crystal, I'm so excited. I am paying down my 2.99% mortgage. I'm overpaying on it. I'm like, why? Because couldn't we be taking some of that money and putting it in a 5% CD and paying on the 3% or 2.99 loan? Now, again, for my compliance department, that definitely was not a recommendation. That was just causing people to see and causing us to understand there's other options. And the way we handle our mortgage could be costing us. And that money instead could be going into your own family bank. Now, another area is the tools that we're using as far as retirement, our retirement planning. Are we choosing to do qualified plans? Are we putting money in there now saying, whew, didn't have to pay the taxes on that today. But we do know that in the future, they have a right to pay tax charges taxes on it then. And where will you be in that situation? Now, many people will say, but Crystal, I'll be in a lower tax bracket. I hope I'm not in a lower tax bracket when I retire. I like the way that I live and I want to continue to stay this way. I don't want to work hard, be enjoying life, being the cool grandma and doing the things that I love to do. And now I retire and then it's peanut butter and jelly. That's not what I'm signing up for. But many people have that thought process, maybe not the peanut butter and jelly, but they have the thought process that I'll be in a lower tax bracket when I'm there. Now, another area is people are losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily when it comes to the type of taxable accounts that they put money in. And that's a whole nother discussion to help people understand because it shows up on their tax return and they don't know it. So we want to make sure we dive into that. Another area where people are losing money is their college, the way they're paying for college. There are strategies that you can put in place that can actually help save you money and position you. You know, we've had individuals that have said, I'm going to take the resources I have now. I'm going to put them in a family bank. I'm going to give them time to grow. Then after my child is completely through college, then when I see what's due, I'll be able to take from the family bank and pay it off. So a lot of different strategies there. Again, that's going to depend upon the plan that your advisor or that we put in place with you. And the last area where I'm seeing money be lost that I believe could be used in your family bank is on major capital purchases. 
Now, what is a major capital purchase? I know we have said this many times, but just in case you are new to listening to Crystal Clear Finances, a major capital purchase is something that you purchase that cannot be purchased with one month's income. So if I say, hey, I want to buy that car and I don't have the income in one month to pay for that car, then that would be a major capital purchase. And for most people, a car is a major capital purchase. What we want to do is when we're looking at whether it's cars we're purchasing, vacations, homes, whatever it is that we're doing, is there a better way that we can make these purchases so that you can save money and be able to build your family bank? That's what I'm looking for. When I'm sitting down with a client, we've gone over concepts, we've put a plan together, we say, okay, now in order to know how much we can put into a family bank, how large to make it for you, I've got to see what you're spending. And that's when we begin to go through. Nine times out of 10, they're overpaying on their mortgage, or maybe they're putting money into a qualified plan that we could do it differently so that they could have tax advantage money in the future. So those are the areas I want to go over with you today. Now, the first one that I'm going to do, and that's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about, is our mortgages. And I think this is such a great time to talk about it. I mean, just what was it, a year and a half ago? Think about where it was. Mortgage rates at 3% or 4%. You're like, huh. Yeah, and we felt like this will last forever. We do that a lot of times when it comes to finances. When things are happening in our life, we just begin taking uh, taking it for granted instead of realizing, wait, maybe God's giving me a strategic opportunity. And I know many of my clients were able to get mortgages at 3%. And now what we need to do is teach them to tap the brakes and not try to be in a hurry to pay it off. And I want to walk through the thought process because here's what I found. Many times as a certified financial planner, I can say, hey, this is my recommendation. This is what I think you should do. And the problem is, even though I've had the aha moment, I've done the study behind the scenes, an individual who I'm talking to may not have had that opportunity. So if they haven't come to an aha moment, depending upon how strong my relationship is with them, they may say, you know, Crystal said it, that's good enough for me. I'm going to go ahead and, and follow her advice. But many times people say, okay, I trust you, Crystal, but can you give me more information? And I think that's smart because if we can understand it, then we can be able to act on it on the times when it's uncomfortable. And we want to be able to understand why we make decisions so that we can explain it to others. If our discussion that you and I have together, you're able to save significant amount of money, you're able to start a family bank, you're able to make financial changes in your life that bring you to your full financial potential, then I would hope you would be excited and you would share that with other people too. Now, I understand. I'm not saying share your finances with other people, but your thought processes of, hey, you know, I used to prepay on my mortgage and now I don't. And if they say, really, why not? The rest of the world is. And you say, because Crystal told me not to, that may not go over well. But if you say, because I learned, Crystal showed me X, Y, and Z, now you've paid it forward in a sense and help those people be able to save some money and hopefully they'll step into their full financial potential. So let's take a quick 60 second break and then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. 
Is it possible for you to pay less tax? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. There are four types of tax planning strategies that can potentially lower your tax bill. And while everyone's situation is different, the strategies of reorganization, annual year-end review, long-term projections, and situational planning are tax planning strategies that could allow you to keep more of the money you make. Take time to efficiently plan how you can pay less taxes. Call Crystal Clear Finances today for a free initial consultation at 518-433-7181. All right, so let's start real fun and let's do a true and false quiz. So uh, for those of you, again, you're listening to me on radio. God bless you. I'm so glad that you're here. I love that you're part of the Crystal Clear Finances. But unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see what my YouTube listeners are seeing. So your options are stay tuned and I will just verbally walk it through. Or you can always subscribe to the Crystal Clear Finances channel. All right, so here we go. So I'm looking at the screen and it says true or false. A large down payment will save you more money over time than a small down payment. Now, many people, I can hear it now, ding, 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 true. That is so true, Crystal. I'm going to put a whole bunch down and then that's going to save me more money over time because I'm not going to have to pay interest on all of that. All right. Well, we're going to spend some time today to see if that really is true or false. Here's another one. A 15-year mortgage will save you more money over time than a 30-year mortgage. Is that really true? Now, I know I'm messing with your mind because people say, yes, Crystal, if you only do it for 15 years, then that's less interest that you're going to have to pay. But I actually have some illustrations to walk through with you that may change your mind on that. And the next one is making extra principal payments saves you money. True or false? A lot of people are going to say that's true. But again, I'm thinking so far everything I've said, you got it, is false. So we want to know why, and that's what we're going to get into in a moment. Let me just read the last two ones. True or false, the interest rate is the main factor in determining the cost of a mortgage. Well, most people think, yes, that is. That's what I'm going to use as deciding. That's kind of like when someone says, should I take Social Security early? Well, that decision is not just a decision all by itself. That impacts so many other areas of your finances. What you need to be looking at is your social security within your financial plan and how does that play off of annuities you might have, other income streams, pensions, the different components, and how much we would have to draw down on your investments. So to say an answer to social security all by itself is kind of like this one that says, oh, the interest rate is the only or the main factor if I should get a mortgage. May not be so. And then the last one is, you are more secure having your house paid off than 100% finance. I know. I know all my Dave Ramsey fans are saying, absolutely, Crystal. But wait, you got to give me some time because I want to walk through this thought process with you. Because if you can begin to understand the dynamics of how money works, then you can see that it's not just the math in it. There's a lot of different components in there. So let's just go ahead. We're going to move forward because I know that it can be confusing. There are so many different options out there when it comes to a mortgage. You know, do I do a 30-year? Do I do a 15-year? Now, thankfully, some of the options that used to be out there are no longer there, which is good because some of them I don't think were very um, healthy for the American public. So 
Let's talk a little bit, but here's what I want you to think about. We have a box or, or, or a mindset, and we've talked about this before, the circle of knowledge, where we say everything that we know we think is true. I have yet to met so, meet someone who says, I know what I'm believing is a lie, Crystal, but I just so enjoy this lie, I'm just going to believe it. Most people have somehow rationalized in their mind and believe everything they have is true. So if that is you, the problem is you can either say, well, I'm going to stay there, I'm going to stay in this little box that I've made for myself of what I believe, or I'm going to take myself outside of the box, and like I illustrated on the screen, I'm going to enlarge my thinking. I have met that the wealthier the people are, the more they're willing to think outside the box. Not think outside the box like break the rules or do something that's unethical, but they're willing to say, you know what? I may not have all the answers. I am constantly going to CFP classes, reading books, uh, jumping on an economic call. My son, I remember when he first started working with me, he'd be like, mom, it seems like every day you're on a call. And I'm like, yes, because every day the world is evolving and I want to stay cutting edge. And I think that's important as we understand finances, that we stay cutting edge. And mortgage is like um, a trigger point for many people because they're like, nope, I was told that it's this way. I think it's this way and I don't want to think outside the box with it. But if what if what you thought to be true wasn't true? When would you want to know? Well, I'm hoping you're saying now. I would want to know now. So that's what we're doing today. So as we've talked before, there are three types of money, right? We have the accumulated money. That's what you've set aside for retirement. You've got your lifestyle money, which Crystal does not want to touch, but you have the third area, which is your transferred money. That's what a mortgage is. A mortgage is transferred money. Any dollar that you give away, you not only lose that dollar, but what else do you lose? That's right. Everything that dollar could have made for you. And so that's why it's so important that we be aware of how this works. Now, when we're looking at a mortgage, and this is where we're going to pull in one of those key financial concepts that we talked about several weeks ago. Remember, if you finance money, you are literally transferring your money to another institution for the privilege. Let me say that differently. If you, if you finance, you transfer interest to the company because you're getting to use their money. I will pay you this interest if I can use your money. But if you self-finance, you're like, I am just going to give my money away so I don't have to pay interest. So either way, you're financing. You're either financing through the company or you're financing yourself. When you're financing through a company and they say, hey, I'm going to charge you 4% interest, and you look at your money that you have and you say, hmm, I could either pay that and not pay any interest, or I could pay them and do four, but I'd have to pay 4%. People look at that and they say, oh, well, I'm only making 1%. So it doesn't make sense to try to pay cash for it. I, I mean, to do an interest loan, I'll just pay cash for it. But when you get to the place where your money's actually making money for you, and I think that's the key that's been missing here, when your money's actually making money for for you. Then you look at the situation and say, hmm, I may be okay with borrowing someone else's money because I'm making so much money on my own. Think of the mortgage. I'm okay borrowing the money to pay you 3%, Mr. Bank, 
because my family bank over here is making me five or six percent. And so you see that spread that's happening. If you are closed minded and you're not willing to think, even think about quote unquote being in debt, then this won't make sense to you. But is it in debt if I have the resources to be able to pay it off? There are things we've got to start challenging those thought processes. So, three reasons why you should have a mortgage. Well, the first is because you don't have the money to buy the house, not rocket science there. The second one is because of the tax deductions that it affords you. I was just at a friend's house this weekend down in Tennessee. Oh my, has a beautiful home, him and his wife, his little daughter. And then they made this wonderful carriage house that fits like, I think there were 60 of us there and then a campfire outside, bluestone, cobblestones, like it was just gorgeous. And what was nice is he says when he holds all these events here, now he can write off on his taxes the expenses of this house because he's using it for business. So we have to understand there are some types of tax deductions out there that a lot of times we just don't think about. And when we begin to say, wait a minute, if I have a mortgage, is this just going to be for personal use or personal and business? Now, I'm not trying to play a CPA on radio or on, on Zoom, but these are things you can begin to talk to your CPA about. So you You have a mortgage because you can't afford to pay cash for the house. There's no cash. You can have a mortgage because, hey, I might have had money to pay cash for that house, but I like the tax deductions I can get. And the third one is, is because of the spread that you can potentially receive. Now, what do I mean by that? Kind of gave an an example of it a moment ago. The spread is, hey, I've got a 3% mortgage. I'm making 5% on my money. I have a 2% spread. Now, when you have a 2%, 2% spread and you've got $100, you might say, that doesn't really mean anything. And I probably would agree with you. But if you start having more and more resources in your family bank, now you've got 50000 75000 100000 that's sitting in your bank, making you your family bank, right? What we've been talking about for several weeks. And you're making 2% more than that mortgage, which also you can write off on. Would it make more sense to have the mortgage? See, that way we can take extra money that we were putting towards the mortgage and we put it in the family bank. And what does that do? That gives you liquidity, use, and control of your money. Now, I know some of you out here say, but Crystal, I've looked into it. I've talked to you. I can't have a family bank. My health isn't good enough or where I am in this stage in life. It just doesn't make sense. And that's okay. That doesn't mean this program is wasted and, oh, go do something else. What this means is we begin to look at these concepts and begin to understand, hmm, what she's saying is having control of her money in a family bank is important. So when you begin to look at financial decisions, one of the things to do is to begin looking and saying, how do I keep liquidity, use, and control of my money? And how do I do it in a tax-efficient manner? So whether you're saying, well, Crystal, I've already paid off my house. I don't have to worry about this. Or Crystal, I don't know exactly how this spread works. One of the things to understand is this is more than just a mortgage that I'm talking to you about today. 
many times when I'm on the radio, there are several things I am trying to explain at once. And this one is showing you that having that liquidity, meaning, and of course, liquidity means I can touch it whenever I need it. Having the use of it, I don't have to qualify to touch it. Do you have to qualify to touch the money in your house? That would be called a home equity line. That would be called that paperwork that you have to fill out, the blood type of your firstborn, everything else that they want to do. You have to clean your house so they can come do an appraisal, that alone. (laughs) These are things that we need to understand, liquidity, use, and then the control of your money. Having control of your money puts you in a different position. It gives you options. So when your family bank and you see that money's growing in there, then when opportunities arise, then you can say, okay, I have the option to say yes or no. And then you have the option to be able to say, I can wait for the right one to come. These are all ways that we use the family bank. And one of the ways to fund that family bank is because this mortgage. Many times when people are overpaying on their mortgage, that money not the mortgage money. So let's say your mortgage is actually a thousand and you you round up to fifteen hundred. That extra five hundred that could be put in a family bank to be used elsewhere to begin growing resources that you have liquidity use and control over. So those are just a few examples. And I'm looking at the clock and realizing, oh, we are not even halfway through this mortgage one, but we need to go through. So let me end with this point. Last few minutes together, understanding. People will say to me, Crystal, I just don't want to have a mortgage payment. And I understand that, but I want to talk about the thought process behind it. On my screen, for those of you who are on my YouTube channel, you'll see I'm going to write, what if your house monthly house payment was $1,000 a month? All right, let's make it realistic. It's going to be $1,500 a month, all right? And we're going to say inflation rate's only 3%. And I know (laughs) that it's not 3% right now. And if you think back to the Jimmy Carter years, and yes, I was alive during the Jimmy Carter years. Thank you for pointing that out. But you saw that we had high times, we had low times. So I'm just going to average it to about a 3%. When I click on this button and I walk you through this scenario, I'm going to show you what $1,500 in a mortgage payment, what would that feel like? I don't know. What if we say five years from now? Well, five years from now, that $1,500 that you're paying, remember, because the bank agreed to stay at that payment, is going to feel more like $1,293. What about if you've had the mortgage for 10 years? If you have the mortgage for 10 years, still writing that $1,500 check, it will feel like you're only writing a check for $1,100. So let's just let this whole thing play out. So let's say you got a 30-year mortgage and now you're in year number 20 and you're like, Crystal, this is why I didn't want to have a mortgage payment because I don't want to be 20 years from now paying $1,500. 20 years from now, if inflation was at 3%, which we know it's not, But if inflation was at 3%, do you realize your mortgage payment would feel like $830? Can you afford $830? But somehow that $1,500 seems so big and so heavy. And yet, because the bank has agreed that they will stay at that $1,500 rate, right? They're saying, I know. I'm going to lose my purchasing power on this $1,500. 20 years from now, that $1,500 that you gave me is only going to be able to buy $830.51 of groceries. 
That is how that purchasing power works because of inflation. So my encouragement would be, not recommendation, compliance department, but my encouragement would be is to begin looking at the scenario like that. Why are we in a rush? Because it will always cost you to live inside. Maybe it was in your mortgage, but it's going to be your electric. It's going to be your water bill. It's going to be your property taxes. There, It costs to sleep inside. Being in such a push, such a rush to take everything that you have to pay off your mortgage. Oh, I got to get those payments off my back. I hope this example shows you that 20 years from now, quite possibly, it's going to feel a lot different because of the purchasing power and inflation working together. Well, I'm looking at the clock and realizing, yep, I got about 30 seconds left to bring this home. I want to encourage you. In our lives, there are areas where money is being spent unknowingly and unnecessarily simply because we haven't had the training to sit down and say, wait a minute, I know they tell us to do this, but why? Who does it benefit? And is this the most efficient way for me to do it? And so I want to encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and let's sit down. Let's put together a plan that is efficient for you and make sure you're not losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.